0: All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief, Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with this wild story here with Eleanor Sturco, the Liberal MLA former police officer. and Remember
1: for Surrey's South kick butt.
0: She really did here, and she was having coffee at a coffee shop in White Rock, and a guy shows up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so this is the middle of the day. Guy shows up, starts yelling at customers, pulls a knife. So pulls a hunting knife out, and she's watching all of this. Now, she's a former police officer, and then she sprung into action, was able to, the guy dropped the knife, and he, she kicked the knife away. Let's listen to what she has to say, then I'll get your thoughts. Here's Eleanor Sturco. I was saying, hey, take it easy. You don't need to have a knife. You know, nobody is here to hurt you. At, like trying to de-escalate him, but he was past de-escalation, yeah. right? In my previous career as police officer, I've dealt with people with mental health issues and in crisis before, and you know, based on what I saw, yeah, it was a threatening situation. Okay, right place, right time. Here, he's well, a former police some, officer, someone who
1: has training and yeah. experience that kicked in at the appropriate times. So that yeah, Eleanor Circo is really emerging as uh, sort of the dominant member of that caucus. Yeah. You know, she's got a lot of experience as a police officer, also in communications as a police officer. Uh, She's got some uh, hot files that keeps her in the news. And this one, again, just right place, right time. And thank goodness she was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she was able to kick the knife away. And the other interesting kind of twist on the story, like you heard her describe there that she said the guy appeared to be in crisis and sort of mental health episode, right? The mom shows up. So then the mom of the guy apparently Mm -hmm. shows up, has a conversation with Eleanor Sturkoe in which apparently the mom says, I've been trying to get him help yep. and I can't get him help.
1: Yeah. And it, again, brings into focus the emerging issue of mental health, uh, which is really becoming a serious concern in many communities, not just BC, right across Canada. And it's, uh, again, it, it speaks to the need for more resources. And you're going to see, again, we've talked about this before, the resumption of the debate over involuntary care. So this is I don't have all the particulars of this, but I wonder if this was a case that required involuntary care, yeah. someone who's refusing to get treatment or can't get treatment, that perhaps uh, the time has come to revisit that issue. And certainly her, her party leader, Kevin Falcon, has opened the door on this, as has David Eby. Uh, again, the NDP government is, bring, is coming along on this as well. So you've got an alignment of, of political parties on the issue of voluntary care. The Greens are the exception, but it kind of doesn't really matter. It's really the two parties that have a chance to form government.
0: Yeah, there really does appear to be kind of a, a growing consensus on this. So you got the premier, you got the leader of the opposition here, sort of both on the same page on this. You've got mayors of major cities yeah. around the province also calling for the same thing. I spoke to Leonard Krogh, the mayor of Nanaimo, earlier in the week. Well, they've the, got a real mess there. Oh, man, that camp, that encampment yeah. in, in in Nanaimo, the guy who runs the auto repair garage went down there to get some stolen equipment back from the from the camp. He ends up getting well, now shot. You have,
1: now you have people thr- uh, wanting to form vigilante groups yeah. to go en masse and retrieve this type of thing, raising the specter. There could be more uh, shootings.
0: Well, I spoke to the guy who's the head of the Citizens Action Committee in Dawson Creek on the show this week, too. This is the guy who's got, you know, he says he's got the 50- 50 patrols out Mm -hmm. on the streets looking for stolen prop he says they've recovered a million bucks worth of stolen property well you know david eby
1: was one of his main pledges right off the bat was to get rid of and dismantle the encampment on on hastings so far not a single thing has happened as far as i can determine It's, it's still there it hasn't changed but it's a real challenge. You just can't snap your fingers and say, this stuff's got to go.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, saying, like, let's reopen Riverview or another institution like it, that doesn't get done overnight.
1: No. And but so, that's I think that's where we're headed. Because you've got when you've got the leader of the opposition and the premier sort of aligned on the same issue, yeah. you've got to figure that's where we're headed.
0: Yeah. And fascinating to see a liberal MLA there snapping into action here to... Kick away a hunting knife from this guy.
1: Remember for Surrey South, oh. kick butt. Yeah,
0: really did. Okay, let's talk about Joe Biden Yes, visiting uh, Ottawa.
1: I'm going to sleep over tonight in uh, the, yeah. the nation's capital. So he arrives at, I think, 3.30 our time today. Uh, expect him to press Trudeau on issues such as more uh, pre- military presence in Haiti hmm. um, and look for Trudeau to press Biden on the Buy America First uh, policy, which is really can potentially impact uh, a number of uh, Canadian industries, particularly uh, uh, wood used in American homes for construction.
0: Right. So we have Biden will give uh, an address to Parliament tomorrow. So we expect to. Oh, it's a bit of Biden. history
1: associated with presidents who come in and speak to the uh, to the House of Commons. Yeah, tell me that
0: story about uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, so
1: Ronald Reagan came in and NDP MP Sven Robinson heckled him. Yeah, if I recall. Uh, and was disciplined by party leader uh, Ed Broadbent. So remember when Reagan was president? It was really kind of t- it was still in the middle of the Cold War, yeah. And things were pretty testy uh, between the left and right under Reagan. Reagan, oh sure, Reagan was pretty hawkish and out there on a number of, of policies. Whether it was supply side economics, the Star yeah. Wars defense shield, as you recall. Uh, and again, pretty aggressive rhetoric when it came to taking on the USSR. So it was a pretty tense time back then.
0: Yeah, and the spectacle of uh, a president being heckled was sort of unheard of at that that time.
1: You've it seen it's now. Now
0: you see, like Biden will give a State of the Union dress and the Republicans are heckling him through the through the whole speech. Oh yeah,
1: that was amazing. The uh, State of the Union. That was that was the most craziest State of the Union we've ever seen when you've got such partisanship on display. And essentially, he's going to be speaking with uh, Pierre Polyev as well.
0: Yeah, so he does have meetings, of course, with Trudeau. Jill, Jill Biden, his wife, has her own itinerary meeting with Sophie Gregoire Trudeau as well. There'll be lots of events. Yeah, that is interesting that there will be a separate meeting with Polyev, it appears so.
1: Yeah, and so it's not going to be the partisan uh, thing some people might expect. But I think yeah. the key thing for Trudeau is to really get Biden to back off or at least soften this "Buy U.S. first because that does have a real adverse effect on a number of industries here.
0: Okay, always really interesting to see a US president come and address address Parliament in a speech, and there are many precedents for that. Let's go back in time here, Keith. Nineteen sixty one, US President John F. Kennedy. This was his first foreign trip outside of America after he became president, uh addressing the House of Commons in Ottawa. Have a listen. Geography has made us neighbors. History has made us friends. Economics has made us partners. And necessity has made us allies. Those whom nature has so joined together, let no man put asunder. Okay, war- very warmly received there at the time. It will
1: be written by Ted Sorensen in that speech. It was his very uh, eloquent speechwriter. Uh, if memory serves me correct, uh, Kennedy and Diefenbaker, the pre- our Prime Minister at the time, did not get along. Oh, they clashed. Yeah. They
0: clashed over military spending yeah. and lots of other issues.
1: Yeah, a lot of border issues. Yeah. So just because it was a nice speech in the parliament doesn't mean you get along. But I expect Biden and Trudeau are to yeah. be pretty chummy. Uncle Joe and young young people.
0: Although, like you said, there are lots of there are lots of contentious issues between the two there countries are. right now, especially on trade.
1: Yeah, trade's always an issue, and, and Biden's a Democrat, and Democrats are traditionally more protectionist, yeah. more, less free trade, pro-free trade, than Republicans. Um, so, but I think he's going to get along with Biden a lot better than the relationship was with Donald Trump.
0: Okay, Biden addressing uh, the House of Commons tomorrow. Let's go back to another U.S. president addressing Parliament in Ottawa 2016. This is Barack Obama. Let's listen. And As your ally and as your friend, let me say... That will be more secure when every NATO member, including Canada, contributes its full share to our common security. Okay. So it's telling Canada to increase military spending. It's always
1: been an issue. Military spending has always been an issue between uh, Still is. the U.S. and It is. And yep. that's what brings Haiti into focus. Yeah. So the U.S. is always spending big money on military. Uh, Canadian government's less so. In fact, we sort of ride piggyback on the, on the U.S. when it comes to military uh, preparation and resources. So that's for sure to be an issue today.
0: Aldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Sally in Delta. Hi, Sally. Go ahead.
1: Hi. Um, I was just going to say that, um, you know, I think this visit by Biden is a waste of time because uh, between Biden and Trudeau, next election, neither one of them is going to be in power. And, you know, like, you ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, well, uh, take your pick uh, which one is which.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure they're I'm that. not sure they're both going to be out of power
1: no I wouldn't I wouldn't bet the farm um, either way on either I mean the they Canadian could be, but... or U.S. LA. yeah it always runs the risk but I wouldn't bet the farm on either one of them being out of power who knows yeah uh, still a ways away and in terms of it not being worth it I think it's these things in particular are worth it yeah because Trudeau they both have real uh, needs and Trudeau really needs to uh, have biden soften that by U.S. Uh, priority uh, policy because it hurts Canadian industries. And we've seen this before. And there's been some success in getting the U.S. to, to soften that position in, in previous administrations. So, no, I think these meetings do uh, are helpful.
0: You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in trade in the lurch here. You're talking about hundreds of people's jobs and livelihoods no. on the line here. Of, so it's yeah. certainly worth it to talk to the president.
1: Flippant to say, Dumb you know, and Dumber. Yeah, Come on.
0: No, I mean, you know, I mean, I... I Listen, I think that you talked yesterday about the opinion polling in Canada. Polling, Trudeau is getting hammered on on this China interference story. But you take a look at the polling on it, and the polling doesn't seem to be like the needle is no. not moving. The needle not
1: moving in the places where it needs to move for polling. Event, and that's yeah. urban Toronto and urban uh, Metro Vancouver. It's, it's not moving.
0: Forward. And Biden could be defeated. You sure. Know, I'm sure he could. But you, you just don't know.
1: No, I, I wouldn't. Bet against from I wouldn't bet on him right yeah. now. It's too volatile. It's in up states. in the air.
0: 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Dave in Vancouver. Hi, Dave. Go ahead.
1: Hi. Um, I'm just wondering why with this big surplus that we have, how come nothing's been put into mental health and addiction, like trying to build a new Riverview or any sort of facility like that? It's just sort of giving it out to all the other people, but... I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a valid point. There is uh, billions of dollars being spent out of this surplus, a uh, billion dollars for municipalities for infrastructure, uh half billion dollars to VC ferries, half billion dollars to TransLink, half billion dollars to a new housing fund, uh, and other little pockets of money being spent in other areas. When it comes to capital spending like a, a building something, that's not necessarily what the government's going to spend the surplus on. That that is a different sort of part of the budget. But I expect there is going to be money, well, there's already been announced, there is going to be money spent on uh, mental health facilities. The Liberals are promising more on this front than the NDP right now is, is willing to deliver. But I suspect that's a fluid situation. You are going to see more money spent on mental health facilities. I mean,
0: the government has thrown around a lot of big numbers here when it comes to mental health and addiction supports. Like they announced like a billion dollars worth of spending here earlier in the year. Some of it with some of it capital spending, a lot of it program spending. And they know they have to do this.
1: It takes time to build capital projects.
0: Well, right. yeah, you, don't, you I mean, don't build
1: it overnight.
0: Yeah. And getting a, like a large facility like a Riverview more facility. The government has is, promised more beds. Again, yeah. the liberals, this is expensive, too. We're talking is, big money.
1: And the liberals are a little ahead of the game uh, compared to the NDP on this.
0: Yeah. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898. Toll free on your cell. Mike in Vancouver. Hi, Mike. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, a quick question. I wonder they have the joint press conference on Friday, and I wonder whether
0: a smart journalist might bring up the Chinese in front of Biden, whether it's the Canadian
1: elections and whether it be interference in, in the U.S. as well. So that might be. Okay, a spot thank you. That.
0: So the, the, just to repeat, in case, in case the listeners had trouble hearing that, I think I made it out. You're saying, well, there have been Chinese interference in the United States as well. Report, yeah, so.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if a question comes up sure. on that, not just China, but Russia. Russia's yeah. been more of an issue in the States, Russia interference than than China. But you have to figure if China, if the allegations are true that China's not trying to interfere in Canada, why wouldn't they be interfering in other countries, particularly the U.S.?
0: Yeah, for sure. And when you take a look at some of these simmering issues between Canada and the United States, and we talked about earlier, the like softwood lumber is a, is a big one. This Buy America yeah. by America sort of program from Biden does that trigger trade wars, countervailing tariffs, punitive tariffs? Well, I mean,
1: U.S. Or Canadian lumber builds a lot of American homes, yeah, particularly in the in the western part of the states. So it's, um, it's it is a big issue for for B.C. and Canada if suddenly that tap is turned off. Um, and I expected I expect Biden probably will soften a little bit.
0: What do you think about a five dollar hot dog at B.C. Play Stadium? Good deal. If you can get one. This is is the problem we discussed it earlier. We got a little bit more information from BC (laughs) Place about, you know, there'll be limited locations where the $5 hot dog will be for sale.
1: What, nosebleed seats?
0: Well, no, it'll be in in two sections and sort of the ends of the stadium. So, you know, if you want a $5 hot dog, you'll have to hoof it around to the end of the stadium and get in line for a $5 hot dog. So is The very
1: nature of a hot dog does not... Demand a lot of money being spent on it. <laughs> yeah, right. It should not be.
0: <laughs> it, Five dollars should be a reasonable almost price.
1: Almost free to eat a hot
0: dog. Squeeze in one more call, Bob in Nanaimo. Hi, Bob. Go ahead. You got 30 seconds.
1: Hi. Good morning, guys. Um, just to say that uh, the the toxic toxic drugs. I'd speaking with uh, Sheila Malcolm's office yesterday. There, the toxic drug supply is is at a point where involuntary.
0: Treatment is required because we have sick minds making decisions on sick minds. And I think it's a crazy policy because how can a person that's whacked
1: out of their head on whatever it is that's going around on the streets today make an informed, educated decision? I think at some point, at the very least, we need to temporarily help these folks and get them off the streets to see if there's recovery available for them. Thank you. Well, we're headed down that road. That's where we're headed, and it's going to happen with increasing regularity.